This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found on Gadget Geek show number 347, recorded on March 15th, 2018. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that are news reviews, product updates, and conversation all through the Average Tech Guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the Average Guy TV studios here in beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. Mike, amazing weather in Bellevue. I mean, I know Omaha is probably different. No, not, not so much. But it's, it's, you know, we had winter, you had summer. No, it's been gorgeous. We had the Miles. partners out for, uh, um, our business partners out for a meeting. We actually got to go out on the balcony last night for an event. And I was like, oh man, get out on the balcony. It was gorgeous weather. It's been great. Yeah, no, no, pretty awesome. We got we have a little uh, ice and maybe coming tomorrow, so it'll for a day. So yeah, you might want to check the weather. Weather, okay. <laughs> before so you leave, tomorrow. before you leave tomorrow, check the weather because we got like a little weather, snow and ice minutes. coming. But the weekend's supposed to be nice again, forties and fifties, and so it'll be gone again, of course. And that's the beauty of Nebraska. If you don't like the weather, just wait Five a couple minutes. hours, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, of course, we post a show and we'll have some really good show notes this week. Uh, or I'm actually ahead of it. When we do this style of show, when it's Mike and I, we go through kind of a format. I do the show notes in advance. So really good show notes available for you. Uh, post it out at theaverageguy.tv. Don't forget, you can get it. Uh, get the show on our mobile app. If you want to do that, download that from homegadgetgeeks.com, Android, iPhone, completely free, best way to listen on the road. Many of you have done that. We appreciate you doing it as well. We thank LastPass for their sponsorship of that app, Home Gadget Geeks. Dot com. I mentioned the format for the next two weeks. Mike and I will be uh, rolling through a format. Uh, I should say, before I dive into that, I should say we want to thank Rich Hay for coming on two weeks ago. If you didn't catch that, we kind of did a Windows 10 special. And so everything you need to know about Windows 10 and what's coming up. And, and of course, that will, uh, we are in, we're not in the launch month yet. That'll probably launch in, in April. But lots of talk about what's coming. We've we've seen Patch Tuesday already. If you haven't patched your computers, you should. Lots of stuff going on, as well as on the home, on the uh, Cyber Frontier side, we've been talking about Spectre and Meltdown. And you should maybe start checking your BIOS upgrades at this point. Um, they weren't ready. They were ready. They weren't ready. It was breaking things. So I wouldn't. I would be careful with those BIOS updates uh, that are coming. Windows is certainly doing some things, but uh, you want to be thinking about all those things. They're coming up, and so we thank Rich Hay for coming on. I got a chance, Mike. I was out. The reason we didn't do the show last week, I was out at the MVP Summit uh, for Microsoft, and uh, got to hang out with Rich. And of course, Dave McCabe. Dave was my roomie, and uh, we hung around each other all week, which was just awesome to spend a whole bunch of time with Dave McCabe. I wish someday you and I, maybe someday we'll get a chance to. I was going to say, we need that same sort of bonding moment that you guys had. Yeah, I, do. I don't know. We, it, yes, we do. It'd be great. Uh, I think it'd be a ton of fun. We had a ton of fun with Dave. I'm going to cover some of that here in the show coming up, but appreciate you guys giving me a week off. Kind of nice to get out there, get out, get out in Seattle. It was kind of a week of vacation for me. A uh, ton of fun just to be on the Microsoft campus and a ton of fun to just learn. And uh, we'll we'll talk about a few things that I learned in the show. Mike, did you do anything spectacular on your week off? Did you go out and uh, you crush anything it. last week? Uh, no, I think if I remember right, last Thursday was good weather in Omaha, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went on a long walk with the boys, took them down to the park. We have a park not too far. So as soon as it starts to get warm enough, Emmett, my oldest, just loves being outside. Like he looks outside and he, he goes to the window and he goes, no snow, no snow. Because there's he loves playing in the snow. He loves playing without snow. So mm. we got down in the park and just played outside. It was it was a good week off. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Thanks for letting me have the week off. Always kind of fun to kind of get 
rejuvenated. We actually at work started a new podcast, not new, but I started our, the fourth season of a podcast that we have been doing for three years. This is our fourth. And it's just kind of fun to get back in the groove. Theme Thursday is that podcast that I do. It's probably the most popular podcast I have right now, even including this one uh, that we do for really? Gallup. Yeah, it does really, really well in the community. And how long had it been since your last season ended? Oh, see, we the gal that I podcast with went on maternity leave. And oh, so it had been three months. Three months. Yeah. And uh, so there was a bunch of penned up demand. We had 30 in the chat room, 35 in the chat room this afternoon. And so tons of fun to have that back. So a really busy spring as we think about what's going on. But of course, we're here to talk about tech and uh, good to just kind of catch up with folks. Mike, uh, as we look back over the last couple of weeks, a couple big events as we think of what's going on in the tech space, hard not to lead with the death of Stephen Hawking, right? Uh, yeah. Pioneer in the field of physics, uh, did some amazing work, only being able to twitch his eye. That's the, I think that's the, right? I mean, some of his most significant work done after he couldn't do anything. And I think, you know, yes, he's brilliant. Uh, by the way, he passed away on Einstein, Einstein's birthday and on Pi Day, which is, right, I mean, pretty incredible. Yeah. Right, that that would, that would come about. You know, we, full circle. We were kind of joking at work, like, maybe he just held on, you know, he kind of knew, and he's, I just got to make it to Pi Day. Right. You know? Uh, but uh, March 14th, if you're if you haven't caught on March 14th, 3.14, that is International Pie Day. Um, so Stephen Hawking passing away, I, I think a giant in in the world of of just nerdy tech. You know, he did an interview with John Oliver and was able to be funny, even though he couldn't talk. Right. I mean, Mike, any have you followed have you followed Stephen Hawking in his in his journey as you as you think about it? I mean, he's been a big He's just been a big name out there, but he's done a right. ton of funny stuff too. And if you've followed he's, that, he's been one of those, you know, icons of exactly what you said, bridging the gap between science and actually making it relatable to people. You think of things like the Big Bang Theory yeah. TV show, where brought in a lot of Stephen Hawking. So those are more the instances where I was uh, exposed to him and stuff like that. And you're right, his humor, his brilliance, all kind of came to light in those sort of shows, which is what I appreciate about him. Yeah, some of it, you know, he had some stances in, in the religious communities that not necessarily appreciated. And, and he had some definite stance on things that were right. controversial, but great. I mean, that's in a world we can debate those things. Yep. And um, so certainly sad in his passing and and just kind of think about, you know, what he did. I think certainly for for people with disabilities did amazing work to say look no matter what you have you can do things and here was a man a brilliant man trapped in his own body like his brain was still working his body was not and so the story i think his story of just overcoming and his story of doing it regardless and the technology that had to be built to kind of make him run and literally moved everything with just the twitching of his eye of his eye uh, and, and more amazing. than that even for those people but for people like you and i jim who um gives us a better respect for people who we may see people and judge them based on how their body is performing and not have any idea how their brain is performing on the inside so mm -hmm. i think that was a it had a big effect on people who didn't have disabilities and how we relate to those people who do and how we understand them and how we relate to them and how we communicate with them on a, as a as a the population, you know, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. One of the things we've been thinking a lot about, and I say we are probably, probably more me have been thinking about. And when we think of, uh, when we think of students with autism and, you know, there's both high functioning and low functioning, 
Uh, they're all on the spectrum in some way, but but we have seen and and we continue to see, and I want to see more of some of those students have an incredible gift for math, or they have an incredible gift yes. for art, or for music, or for computer for computer science, for programming, for. And I I often don't think we're taking or have the systems in place to be able to take advantage of those gifts that they have, because they're they really have gifts. They're just hyper focused yeah. in an area. And they'll, no, right. And they'll do, they'll be able to do far more than average guys like me in certain areas. They just need the right environments to be set up for them. Right. If you want a kind of a cool intro to it, uh, watch The Good Doctor. It's kind of one of those popular shows that's on TV right now with a someone who has savant syndrome, um, a form of autism, and who is a doctor and had just graduated med school, but he relates to people in a different way. And obviously he doesn't have that way to interact with people that's nice and comforting. He's very uh, rational about things and that's how he goes about things. But those sort of shows are kind of helping us understand how these people function, how they think. But just like you said, they are brilliant in these areas and they can really help us uh, further those areas of science or math or whatever it is that they've gotten into. And it's just how we connect with them and how we relate to them and how we make sure that we can let them you know, get the most out of their brilliance, really. Yeah. You know, a lot of the people who listen to the show, you know, you're in the car right now listening to this, or you got it on your earbuds and you're on a flight or something. Many of you, and I've heard from many of you, many of you are professionals who work in roles where you could actually make a difference in this area. And so, you know, let me challenge you. We, we, I haven't solved the equation. I have yet to figure out how to make it work, but we have partnered with some organizations or we're going to partner with some organizations here in the city of Omaha to try and see what is possible. And, uh, and so it's, it's not easy and it's not automatic and you got to do some things to make it work. But let me challenge you in the city you're in or in the influence you have, and it's not for everybody, not everybody can do this, but if you're in a spot where you can have this influence where, you know, people don't look like you or they don't act like you or they don't have all the skills you do or they relate differently or they're in a, they're in a, a mechanical device. Um, oftentimes those folks have way more gifts to give than we give them credit for. And so let me encourage you to reach out and figure out ways to get them employed and figure out ways to get them involved. And Mike, I'm not talking about janitor jobs. That seems to be, that drives me nuts. Yep. When we, you know, God, just I'm like, oh, we're going to employ them but, and we're going to give them these jobs. No, I go sweep floors or full towels. That's not what I'm talking about. No. I mean, I am I'm, some of them and granted some can't, right? It's it every there, there's a spectrum there and some can and some can't, but there are some who can and they are brilliant and we've got to figure out ways to, to make that happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're not bashing the people who are giving jobs to those who can only perform those functions. But we're saying there's a whole extra level above that that is being yeah. it's, it's untapped. Right on, and I I think we need to try harder. Exactly. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm saying. Let's, let's as a culture, this. as a as humanity, we've got to try harder to make that happen. So yeah. if you have any influence in those areas uh, where you work, whatever, you know, I'm going to ask you to use your superpowers for good. When <laughs> Shauna Dorsey was on here, we talked about that. You know, using those superpowers that you have for good. Let's do more of that. So we certainly are sad uh, it, it, as we think about the passing of Stephen Hawking, but uh, certainly great good, and and uh, there's great good in all of us, and uh, let me encourage you to do that as well. Mike, as we think also about in the news, uh, we think about a, a Google and an Amazon battle. 
that's yeah. coming on. What's going on there? Well, this is one that personally affects me. So I was kind of uh, privy to put it in the notes. But so this has been going on since before the new year. We saw that Google announced that they were going to pull all the YouTube apps from all of the Amazon platform. So when you think of like the Amazon Fire Stick, the Fire TV, all of those devices, Google said, well, we're not going to allow the YouTube app to be on there. And the reason for this battle is that Amazon does not sell Google products in their store and doesn't promote them and all that sort of stuff. So Google says, well, hey, if you're not going to sell our product, you don't get YouTube on your platform. And this is just an interesting, I wanted your take on this because my take on this whole thing is I am someone who is very invested in the Amazon ecosystem. I have um, besides the Amazon Echoes, I have a lot of Amazon Fire Sticks. I became addicted to them when I started traveling for my job two years ago. They were fantastic travel devices, and then they were so small and perfect, and I liked the interface that I started to buy them for most of the TVs in my home. And YouTube, for us, for my family, is one of the most used apps in our house. We watch a lot of our content comes from YouTube. Hannah has her people she watches. I have my people. There are people we watch together. Uh, it probably even outweighs Netflix and all of those. We watch YouTube a ton. So this was a big blow. They announced this earlier in December and they said, by the end of December, the YouTube app will be pulled from Amazon. And sure enough, they stuck to it. We all thought, okay, they'll they'll come to an agreement. It'll be fine. They're not going to pull their app from a big player like Amazon, but they did. So they pulled the YouTube app. And ever since January 1, I think it was December 31st, they pulled the app. Ever since then, um, there is a workaround. If you try and actually launch YouTube on an Amazon device, it says, hey, do you want to like do this workaround where we have a browser and it it's favorite. So it's linked to YouTube. And surprisingly, it works really well. Like it is the same exact experience as it was. So I'm not too upset. I can still do it. But from Google's standpoint, this is where I'm trying to wonder what was the point of pulling it? So for YouTube, you got to think for Google and YouTube, they make money the way YouTube makes money is off ad revenue. So the more people who are on the YouTube platform and watch YouTube videos, that is how they make money. So there's they are pulling out a platform from Amazon, from a lot of people who have Amazon devices, and it's spiteful. Google says, okay, we have enough money that we can do this because it only hurts them. <laughs> Amazon's like, cool, people can use our browser and have the same exact experience. You're just being like, you are causing your viewers to have a worse experience. And that is kind of my problem with this whole thing is, so Google and YouTube are trying to prove a point by like sticking it to Amazon and not having it on their platform. They're only hurting their viewers. And so for people like me who are very loyal to YouTube and use YouTube for a lot of different aspects of our lives for tutorials and just plain entertainment, it's, it it's causes an extra hiccup in our life that we don't need. And it's not, it's not proving the point they're trying to prove. So right. Maybe I'm missing something here. No, this has I, been a this has been yeah. a very odd argument, and I'm very surprised that they haven't come to terms yet. I mean, we're in March, so this has been three months with the YouTube app not being supported, and this links up to a story we'll talk about later with something I'm being involved in, which is switching over from cable to YouTube TV. But um, I have to get all new new devices because YouTube TV is a special app that is not supported through this browser workaround they currently have on Amazon. So I would have to to buy all new devices to switch over to YouTube TV. So I'm just surprised by the yeah, whole. Yeah, and that's the key, right? What you said right there, that last sentence that you said, I'm going to have to buy all new device all new devices, right? This is really a spite issue. I, you you said it that is. as well. Yeah. This is. These are now we're at the highest level. These are executives who are make these decisions for these two companies at the highest level. Huge pride. Someone says, seriously, you're going to let, you know, somebody at Google said to an executive, 
seriously, you're going to let Amazon push us around like that? Why? You know, because you're right. It, it only benefits Google to be everywhere. And yet, it you know, it's like, nope, we're not going to do it. We're not going to. And it doesn't it. hurt Amazon to have YouTube say we're not going to be on your platform. It well, kind of does, though. Because what you just said, I'm going to have to buy new. I'm going to have to buy new devices, and then I'm I'm going to have to leave the Amazon ecosystem to use those devices, right? Well, if you're going to switch, but but here's the thing. So I've decided that I'm not going to buy all new devices. I can use YouTube through the workaround, so that works. And actually, it's kind of a mute issue on my main TV because I use my Xbox now. I switched over and use my Xbox as the main thing. So this is only on my secondary TV: is the bedroom TV, the downstairs TV, and the guest room TV. Uh, and the outdoor TV. So on those devices, and I don't watch YouTube on those devices as often. Right. Um, what it's come down to is they're preventing me from switching to YouTube TV because I don't want to buy all new devices. That's a $40 device I have to buy for every TV. And it defeats the whole purpose from switching from cable where I have a cable box. and I have to, I'm, I'm annoyed by paying this rental fee for this cable box. And it's like, well, YouTube, I would love to switch. I hear YouTube TV is fantastic. But since you're in this spite with Amazon and you won't allow your app to be on there, I, I'm, I'm not going to buy all new devices. And I'm not going to switch until that's possible. So yeah. it's yeah. just interesting because Amazon's not hurting too bad from this. It's almost like Google's like, yeah, suck it, Amazon. Amazon's like, cool, bro. Like, yeah. we didn't really, it's your customers who are mad. We're not mad. Your customers are mad. And it's it's happening. If you look at all the the forums and, the, and on Twitter, everyone is mad at Google and YouTube, not mad at Amazon. Because, you know, Amazon has a right to not sell their devices. If they don't want to, they compete directly with Amazon. And to be honest, Amazon has a better product. With the Google Chromecast, you still have to have a secondary device. I still have to use my phone. The reason I choose to use a Amazon Fire Stick is because it, it's all in one. I don't have to have my phone with me. It has a remote, uh, very much like a Roku. So even if I were to switch platforms, I would switch to a Roku stick. I would not be switching to a Chromecast. Um, just because I don't like having to use my phone all the time. It's it's just spite. And we saw this with Microsoft and Apple. And we've seen this between, because Apple, uh, uh, Amazon won't sell Apple products on their site. Right. And so, right? And, and so we see these kinds of things. But Apple, we're used to that from Apple. Apple is like, <laughs> we're going to play in our own little playground and no one else is invited. Like yeah. they're very bad sharers. They are the kids that no one likes to play with in kindergarten. That is who Apple is. Google... We've gotten used to them being the people that we can access their stuff anywhere. Right. That's the problem. It's like, whoa, well, I can get your stuff on any device. You're telling me that now you have this problem with Amazon? Like, why Why now? It is a little weird. It kind of makes you wonder if there's an executive in the, in the integrations division who, you know, maybe not all the way at the top, but, you know, maybe three or four rungs down who... It's just going to, right? Because that's an integration decision, right? That's well, or that they have future products coming out that are going to compete with Amazon Fire TV and Fire Stick. Because right now they don't. Chromecast is a very different device. Um, it's not a standalone device. It's much cheaper. It's different. So are they going to come out with more of a device that you plug into your TV and you can control with a remote? Which I think we've now seen. And I'd be interested to see what our audience thinks. But I think that a remote in a device is the preferred choice now. I think people would rather not have to use their phone every time they want to access something. And maybe I'm wrong, but for us, that's worked a lot better. Yeah. Cause yeah. you, you use a media PC. You don't I do. A, but I do. And I have, have a, a dedicated device that doesn't need. Yeah. Your phone. No, no. We go in and, you know, Sarah opens up a browser. She wants to use right. YouTube, you know, or we could use, 
you know, I could use the Plex server to get some of those things done, or I could use the, you know, the, the, and anyway, not the Plex server, but the Plex device. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. The NVIDIA device. There we go. The NVIDIA shield. I had problems all day coming up with the right names. I think I'm thinking too far ahead, but the NVIDIA shield would work for that. And of course that's an Android, that's an Android based uh, OS. And so I could do, you know, I could you do YouTube there. We don't, we haven't made that shift. Sarah is still very Windows media centric. Okay. We're watching, if she misses a show on Media Center, she'll go back and watch it at cbs.com or whatever. Uh, Hulu, you know, we've kind of, we've, we've done some Hulu and, and some of those things. Netflix, she just finds it, right? From, from that perspective, right. she just goes and finds it. I am with you in that I have moved most of my viewing. Um, 95% is YouTube. Right. And I've seen those ads for that. A big deal for me. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen the, I've seen the ads for, for the YouTube service and you know, they're, they're like cut cable. You can get yeah. local and sports. $25 a month. Yeah. My cable bill is $217 a month. So for $217, uh, that is my cable internet and home security. And that is at the intro two years locked in rate. So that is like, once we're done with the two years, that thing's going to go up to $350 right. a month. So right. if I eliminate everything and just keep internet, it's going to be 135 all in, not including, because we already pay for it. We have Netflix, Hulu, and all them because we use them as well. So take mm -hmm. those out because we're already paying for those. It's going to be $100 savings switching over. Um, so, so the reason this is so interesting though is because Google they must have a hardware play in the future because right now what makes them money is eyeballs. So why would they care what device you use? And they let their devices, they let their services be on Apple, which Apple locks down their ecosystem and they're not selling Google products because they're smart and they know we care about eyeballs and eyeballs on the ads. That's all that matters to them. So I don't know. I just don't know what their play is. I don't know why they're frustrating their fans and their users just to, stick it to Amazon when it's really not sticking it to Amazon in the end. It's been an, it's just been an interesting story to follow. Yeah. Um, yeah. From a and I don't think it has. This I, is I, one of those Harvard business cases. This is going to be in the case books um, yeah. years from now. I guarantee it because it is interesting. I, I, and I don't think it's really stuck it to them, but there's some principles no. in there. You right. know, it, well, that's the funny part. Like it's, we're sticking it to them. No, you're really not. You're Actually, just hurting yourself. You're hurting yourself. Yeah. yeah you no. make money on eyeballs. Why not have as many eyeballs as you can without right on. making people go through a workaround? No, no, no. Right on. Yeah. I will throw in, you know, since we're both YouTube users, if you use YouTube on iPhone or Android, there's a YouTube app, which actually is pretty good. It used to kind of be bad. And it's, I've been watching a lot of YouTube off my phone. So I get on the treadmill at work and I just watch a YouTube video or I've watched, we have a bike, you know, we have a stationary bike and I can find YouTube videos of people biking in different cities. And I put oh, that nice. on and I watch that while I'm stationary biking, yeah. right? The app is and, my number one used app on my phone. No, easily. it's great. Uh, they most recently released, I couldn't believe this didn't exist before. It showed up on my phone the other day. You want to use dark mode? <laughs> I was like, it wasn't there before. I didn't know about this until I just looked over. So, so fill us in. Yeah. Well, it's, it's pretty simple. This is like a, a two second story. Dark mode is available in the apps now. Like I would have thought that would have been there forever, but no, uh, dark mode is just now available. It really is nice when you're in my scenario or I'm on the treadmill or I'm on the bike it's more pleasing for me to look at a dark screen or at least a dark background that is a big bright one. 
so I've uh, it's on. So if you're using those apps, pop out there and uh, and switch over if you like dark mode on your phone. It's just one of those two, <laughs> to be honest with you, at church. It's a little bit better, too, when you're looking. It's not so bright. I'm just saying. So... <laughs> Sarah, Sarah's it, not down here, but it's just, uh, it's just a church. Yeah. So anyways, if you're using YouTube and a uh, brand new dark mode, this, and then one more thing on YouTube, when we think about if uh, Mike and I, of course, in the post show, we'll do a bunch of crypto conversation. We've got mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff to update you on, but if you haven't seen John Oliver's explanation of cryptocurrency, it is maybe the funniest, most accurate according to me, I, I, you know, I don't know that I watched it and I watched it with Sarah and I watched it a couple times and that guy, man, that guy does his homework. He had the buzzwords, right? He had the jokes, right? He had the, he had all the funny stuff, right? Um, it, it really nails it. And so if you're struggling, if her friends are struggling to understand this cryptocurrency stuff and he's, you know what he's, I think he's really fair with it in the conversation as well. It's 25 minutes, something like that. 23 minutes. And uh, really goes through it. Super funny. If you like John Oliver's style of humor, I'd recommend it. I'll have a link to it in the show notes if you want to go out there and take a peek um, at it. But Or you can just Google go or head out to YouTube and Google John Oliver cryptocurrency. It'll take you right to it. Mike, did you get a chance to see that? Uh, I saw like the first minute of it and the first minute I got taken away. So I need to watch the whole thing. It's yeah, super, it was great for the first minute. It's super funny. So if you, if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. Um, Mike, there's been a new style when we think about gaming. I, there's yeah. been a couple games and you've been into this and I haven't. So I'm going to let you take this. But there's been a couple games that have just kind of gone nuts recently. You've been in on it. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so the reason these games have gone nuts is because of this new way of selling video games. So if you guys are into video games at all, or if you have kids who are into video games, you have heard of one of these two, PUBG, which is Player Unknown Battlegrounds, or Fortnite. And you have heard of one of these two games if you are even remotely involved with the gaming community. But the interesting part about these two games is the way that they have marketed and sold their game. So the traditional way of selling a video game is, okay, new game comes out. We sell it both in physical copy and the stores. You can go to Target, Walmart, get the game, or we sell it online for $60. You go, you pay 60 and that's the normal price, 60 bucks, get the game, you have it, you go from there. And even after you've paid that $60 for certain games, especially the sport games, and sport games are getting really bad at this, if you want to be really good at the game, you have to pay extra. So it's like, if you want the recruiting package to get that six-star recruit on your NBA game, you need to pay like the $20 recruiting package. So it's almost like this pay-to-play is what I call it, style game. And let this kind of remind you of kind of, if you play mobile games at all, let's think of uh, Clash of Clans or any of those really popular mobile games, paying money advances you faster in the game and allows you to be better at the game. So the more you pay, the better you are at the game. So this was kind of a new trend, right? You could either, and so with mobile games, it was either we paid five, 10, 20, $30 for a game, or it was free and you had to pay to play. So there was this free game. It got you addicted. And by day two, you already needed to spend some money to get better at it. Well, these new two games, so PUBG and Fortnite completely change the game with how these games are sold and i think it's for the better so the way these two games came out they said okay we're coming out with this new style of game both of these games are the same style it's called a battle royale format and we don't need to get into the format the format's not important but it's this new style of game that everyone is interested in it's a style of game that has not been out before so there's already an interest in this game and they said okay well we're developing this game 
and we don't have it ready yet. We can't put this into the stores and charge $60 for it. So what are we going to do? Well, let's call it beta and let's put it out there for free and players can play it and they can play it whether they're on PC, Xbox, PS4, um, mobile, wherever they're at, we'll put it out there as, as beta. And that way, if we call it beta, all the bugs, they can't get mad at us for. (laughs) And every week we'll just release new updates and play. It'll almost be like a fun part of the game. Well, so this really took on. So the reason this really succeeded was because these games were number one, a new interesting style of game. And number two, they were free. So Jim, if you and I are both on Xbox or you and I are both on any platform and I hear about this game and let's say you're a gamer too and I'm a gamer. I say, Jim, and well, let's pretend you and I are 14 years old with no money. I say, Jim, have you heard about Fortnite? And you're like, no, I haven't heard about Fortnite. I'm like, well, it's a sweet game tonight. When you get home, you should get it. And you're like, well, I don't have $60. Jim, it's free. You're like, okay, well, I'll play. So there was all of a sudden this viral, like, hey, this is free. It doesn't matter what you pay for it. And so it grew, right? You have millions and millions of users trying this new style of game. And then the way they made money was they said, okay, gamers already kind of nerdy. And if you, if you kind of like this style of game, you're probably, you'll probably pay five, $10 for a a new skin, which a new skin is like the way you look in the game. You don't want to look generic because that's like what a noob looks like. So you want to look like (laughs) something else. And mind you, this has no effect. So in stark contrast to pay to play, where the more money you pay, the better you are. This literally just changes the way you look. This has nothing to do with how good you are at the game. This does not give you new guns. This does not give you anything. This is literally just how you look in the game. And people are paying way more than $60 per game for these sort of skins. And for the for them, for the for the people who are paying that type of money, $120, $200 for skins, makes up for the people who just get the game and don't pay anything. So this new style, the, the reason it's succeeding right now is because the free factor of it gets everyone in and the fact that the people who are paying a ton of money to look different aren't any better than you when you start out makes it even more viral so so clash of clans the region class of clans that style doesn't work is because well well, i get in and yeah it's free but the guy who pays 75 dollars every month for more gems is like i can't even like it's just stupid because i I get beat by him and i can't win because he's that much better well in this style of game it doesn't matter it's they only look better. And so this has been a different style of selling games. And these are the first two games to try this new style. And it's been massively successful. I love it, first of all, because I am a player of both of these games. It was the reason I got my wife into gaming. <laughs> she finally she hates video games. And her and I now I got her her own Xbox and we play Fortnite together because um, it's free. It's fun. She thinks like the whole style of this way of selling is interesting. Yeah. So but have you paid anything so far? Uh, no, I have so you haven't, but you haven't upgraded. You haven't done well, anything. I'm one of the freeloaders. Like, I don't really right. care what I look like. It's yeah. a free game. Yeah. Um, they had this special where if you had Amazon prime and you had a Twitch account, you could link those two and you got a free outfit. So I have like the free outfit from having a Amazon prime account. Um, so no, I have not paid a thing, but I'm going to, I'll tell you, I'm already, there's a sweet outfit that's like out there. I'm like, Oh, I'll pay 20 bucks for that. Like this game has provided my wife and I with two months of free entertainment. I'll definitely throw them some money because I've thrown games money. I've thrown games sixty dollars where I've played the game for a day and I'm like, ah, that wasn't really worth it. Like, mm, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I'll yeah. be done. So yeah. this new style of selling I think is going to be the way of the future. And the labeling of beta was the interesting part to me because 
if you follow these games at all, if you are a player of Fortnite or, or uh, PUBG, you know that things break all the time. You will try and log in and it'll be like, oh, the servers are down again. But that's just expected. Like, well, can't play the game. The servers are down because it's beta. You log on to the Twitter like, yeah, our servers are down, guys. We'll get them back up in a little bit. And you're like, eh, okay, it's beta. Right. right. And no other time has that been acceptable in gaming. Right. Have you been able to? Oh, you'd be pissed if you'd you spent pissed? 60 bucks and yeah, the servers were done. Like, hey, the server, I can't play it all. And right now it's just like, meh, they're doing their best. Like, I didn't pay anything for this game. So, do they plan to charge? Do you think? Are they going to, when so, it so that's comes out of beta? So, this was my question was, I don't think they're ever going to remove that beta label. Mm. Like, why would you? At this point, you have, you're making money hand over fist more. I, I, don't, I would love to see the financials of them compared to a successful franchise like Call of Duty. Call of Duty is the most successful franchise in gaming. Um, and you, I have the new Call of Duty. I paid $60 for it. I paid even $60 on top of that for the year long. You get all the map packs. So I thought that was going to be the game of the year. And then Fortnite came out and I was like, wait, this is free. And I haven't played Call of Duty since. So I would love to see the final. I think Fortnite is making money faster than Call of Duty. Not more because the the... It hasn't gotten to that level yet. The velocity hasn't increased yet. But the way they did their marketing and having it be free, every single kid who doesn't have money telling his friend that he can play it because it's free, that is the best way to get a game to be popular. Because your gaming demographic, the majority of it is sub, I would say sub 18, where like they might not have a job. They Mom and dad need to buy their games for them. And hey, if it's free and I can download it, even better. Yeah. And I can get in on a cheaper... Videos Out that happen, it, Twitch yeah. streamers that happen, it just all of a sudden just ramps. And the most streamed game right now, I think, on Twitch is Fortnite and PUBG. Those yeah. are the two most streamed games on I, those. I was going to ask, games. is that is it? Has that made its way over to the viewing side? And it's it, probably made some PUBG, you know, uh, super fans or super not no totally. superstars, right? Yep. Yeah, well, you have them. You know that Ninja and uh, Muselk is like the most popular guys on YouTube for Fortnite. These guys went from zero to over five million subs in the last few months just because they are, they're great entertainers and they play this game really well. And it's a free game that when it's free, everyone can get into it. That's just the difference right there is everyone can get into it. There's no barrier to entry. And when you eliminate that barrier... Um, the numbers go up. And then these type of people, they like every other game producer has forgot for the past five to 10 years that people are willing to pay if they love the product. Like get us addicted to the product and we're willing to pay. Now pay to play, they got, they were in, they were kind of, they were dabbling it. Like, oh, people love um, Clash of Clans. They'll pay for the gems. You're right, they will. But the, you created some sort of barrier now between your pro players and your new free players. Yeah. Whereas this model has completely changed that where it's everyone is willing to pay to look cool because they love your product and they're willing to throw you some money. Yeah. So they, they've really changed the game. Sarah ran into that problem. She was gaming. She, she games on her phone way more than I do. I, like I'm zero. So that's easy to do. I just don't, I just don't game on my yeah. phone. But she was gaming on her phone for a while. And she was in one of those Clash of Clans games, and <clears throat> she loved the community. You know, there were, a, they would they would come together. They would have these, you know, they would have these coordinated attacks. They would, okay, yeah. we're gonna get together at four four o'clock in the Central Time Zone, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna go on these raids. We're gonna do that stuff. One, two, couple things. One, it got really, really political inside their clans, and so. 
there was some bad kind of bad blood in the groups. People wouldn't show up or wouldn't do they what they said, or they would okay. complain a lot or some of those kinds of things. So that kind of grinded on her. And two, what you said is that you could just buy success. So right. you just, people would just dump money and there always are, Mike, we've seen this on the crypto side, right? When you think about a product like burst, which you and I have been mining on, um, the more you buy, the more you win and right. you can. And so, you know, it, there will always be that guy. <laughs> and maybe I was that guy cause I have a hundred terabytes of, of storage sitting here. So maybe I'm that guy. I've never yeah. been that way before. I wasn't going to say anything, but you know, <laughs> but you can throw a bunch of money at it and yeah, be more successful. Right. And yep. in gaming, in business, that's one thing. In gaming, that gets a little old, you know? It does. And yeah. so the old school of this, back when I played Xbox in high school, you bought, let's say, NCAA like 2000, what was it, 14. And you paid $60 and you had it. You had the game. Like if, if you wanted to be the best of that game, you just practiced and played and you were the best. But now with NBA 2K18, no, you can be the best and then you can buy like like booster packs that make you even better. And it's crazy. Like everything can be purchased. If you want to yeah. be better, just purchase. So this game is a breath of fresh air. The way they sell this, where buying stuff does not make you better. Buying stuff supports the platform, allows them to keep developing more. I really hope they don't go away from it. I hope they keep this style. I think it works. I think they're seeing it works. They were patient. Clash of Clans was not patient. They're like, we need to make as much money as fast as we can because in I in mobile, they're trends, and once the trend dies, you're dead. Whereas these new model games said, no, you don't need to be impatient. You can be patient. If you the more people you have on your platform that are loyal to you, that love your game, that love your decisions that you're making, that aren't screwing them over, they're just gonna yeah, they'll throw you 20, 30 bucks at a time. And every two weeks, they'll probably forget what they bought the costume the last two weeks, and they'll probably throw you 25 more bucks. Mm -hmm. And buy the new uh uniform, whatever it is. And they've done that. They have these seasons where they have a daily special where you can only get a certain costume for 24 hours. So everyone knows, like, oh, you got the Wednesday on this day package because you bought it, and it's it's become kind of this cool new thing Exclusive. now. But it doesn't yeah. make them any better or worse at the yeah. game. But you know why they went to the pay for performance, right? Because there were people who it made them a shit ton of money in a short period well, of time. <laughs> but there were people who played the game and practiced and practiced and practiced and became really good and unbeatable. And then there were people who were like, oh, I can never practice that much to be that good. And of course, they saw that as an opportunity like, hey, we'll sell you, you know, we will sell you something that will help you be that's better than those guys. And so that's an, that's a need more people to, who are willing to pay than there are people who are willing to practice and be good at a game. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you see the some of us have to work Uyghur. <laughs> well, well, but I also see like, okay, why well, see they spent a lot of time being good at this game. Let them be good. Mm -hmm. Anyone can have a lot of money, but like to practice the game, if you want to be good at that specific game, because the problem with the pay to play is that that applies to every single pay-to-play game across the board. If you have money, you can play, You can be good at every game. If you want to practice, you better practice at every single individual game. So in the long term, it works out better for these people to make them practice and play their specific game. Yeah, yeah. And it's not a big issue that affects our, our audience, but it's just a fun new style of marketing that I think you can apply to a lot of different areas besides gaming. Yeah. Yeah, no, right on. I think it's a... It's interesting when these things shift, you don't see them coming and then they shift pretty quickly. And then you're like, oh, hey, there's a new sheriff in town or, hey, there's a new opportunity here or right. like, oh, this is this is actually a fundamental shift in the way we think about technology. 
and so, you know, that's, it's probably going to shift that way for right. a while. Yeah. And a stale meme actually brought up a great point in the chat room is that this whole new model makes it so that the developers really have to listen to the community because if the community isn't happy with something the developers did, that payment stream just stops. You stop buying the packs and they don't have any money anymore. So it really, and it has, if you look at the development cycle of Fortnite, every update has been a response to something that the community either liked or didn't like from the past. It makes it a, first of all, it makes it a really fun back and forth. Um, develops a, we, you and I talk about in the cryptocurrency space, we love the community, how the community between the developers and the users is key to success. Well, in Fortnite, PUBG, same sort of thing. They've had success and failures based on their relationship with their community because we are paying for this and we can stop paying for this. We didn't just buy this one time and pay a bunch of money for it. We can stop your money stream now if we want to. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, no, I, I like it. It's a good response. And that even too runs its course. You'll get factions of customers and then they'll divide on an issue and then they'll battle each other over that. And it'll become so divisive that the devs and where you can't, you do one and you piss off half of them or you do it the other way and you piss off the other half and then it creates bad will. And then that's kind of the beginning of the swirling end. And they don't have your money already. Like in the beginning, they would like, well, we don't care. We already have your money from buying the game. Now it's like, oh shoot, (laughs) which side is going to win because we better make one of them happy. Yeah. Our revenue stream depends on it. Well, it's the, drawback to getting popular and totally. it just runs its course it is so hard to stay on top and you know just continue to get hit after hit after hit and some do it better than others but it is difficult it's not easy and a single thing oftentimes can dethrone you uh, uh one wrong mistake one wrong direction can kind of dethrone you and then people are like nah interested anymore. Well, and we'll see where this goes because this is very easy to do in a new style game. We mentioned that this is Battle Royale format is new. <laughs> the reason the sport games had to do, start going to pay to play was because okay, FIFA came out in like 90. There was FIFA 90. Now they're on FIFA 2018. They have to do a new thing every year. How how are they going to convince you to pay another $60 every year? Um so their their revenue stream started going down because people are like, well, I have 14 and 14 was good enough. And I don't need to buy a 15, 16, 17, or 18. So Battle Royale format, just like you said, uh, they're going to be like, well, you know, we have a, we have 2018 model, which is great. So in, in three years, it's going to be, well, the 2021 model, we don't really need it. We're not going to start paying for skins. We're, we've been paying for those for three years. So this model might not be sustainable, but it's new and refreshing and nice to see. Yeah. Well, interesting. I've heard a lot about it. I don't game. So I just haven't. You and I just, start. When, if you can get on board, well, listen, I, dude, Xbox. I don't, I don't need another thing to do. We, <laughs> I don't need another thing uh, to talk about. No, it's just, it's just, there's, it's just so many things already to do. You, uh, before the show, we were talking a little bit about March Madness. Mm-hmm. And this year, I chose to stay out of the brackets. I was just like, I can't, I'm, I'm kind of heads down on crypto and I, I like, I don't need another thing to be checking all the time. And I, when I'm in it, I'm in it. Like, and I'm checking it all the time. Refresh, 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 you know, trying to see, Oh, who's going to win? Who's going to lose? I mean, like right now, right. Uh, there's a, there's a upset in the making. And so I, you just start watching those things all the time. I just, and gaming for me is that, is that thing. I just don't, you know, I've, I have found between crypto and what I watch on YouTube 
and I've been watching a bunch of crypto people on, on YouTube. We'll talk a little bit about this in the post show as we talk about it. Um, that's good enough, man. And then a job <laughs> it's that's, you know, it, the game you know. Hand and eyes thing that was, so I don't game, uh, until I'm allowed to, that, that sounds like that <laughs> sounds like she's controlling, but she's not, but no, it comes no. down to, I have my boys, I have work just like you said, and I have enough things that take me away, but it became this thing of like, okay, so at night after the boys go to bed, what do Hannah and I do? We usually watch shows. We ran out of shows. I said, Hey, there's this fun thing called Fortnite. We tried it. So that's, that's the only reason we've yeah. kind of stayed in the game. Yeah. I was shocked. So, so, so here was the turning point. Hannah's on the other day, we were on YouTube and I, we were just going through the stuff that she likes. That I like, she's like, Hey, who's that guy you watched that plays Fortnite? Can we watch that? I'm like, game. She wanted to watch. She didn't want to play it. She wanted to watch someone else play it on That's YouTube. Awesome. I said, you, I have one. And I told, yeah. and she was like, Oh, shut up. I was like, I, I was like, I, you just asked if you could watch someone play Fortnite oh, on YouTube. Awesome. Uh, it, it was game over. At that awesome. Point. Hannah's, Hannah's great. I can she's hear her. Fantastic. I can hear, I can hear her saying that. Too. Right? She's, pretty, and, and she's then, pretty tough, Mike. Uh, <laughs> Hannah's pretty tough. She, she, she brings the nails. Yeah. <laughs> Well, good for you guys. It's fun that you found, you, you kind of found those. I had a moment like that myself uh, this last week. Sarah and I were out shopping and I'm trying to remember where were you at? Maybe it's at Walmart or something like that. And we, she says to me, in our next house, we're going to have a Nest thermostat, right? You're like, <laughs> like yeah, mind blown. I was like, what did you just say? And, uh, uh, so, you know, never, you know, it was just one of those moments where you're like, oh man, well, uh, uh, yes, I, I think like, okay. And so, um, we, we just recently found out too, you can now train the Amazon devices for voice. So it can tell who's who in the house. You have to go through some training and we haven't oh, done really? that. I didn't know yeah. About that. Yeah. So check your app. I think you have to enable it on the app. You got to say some things and do some stuff. And I haven't gone all the way through it yet, but she I was talking about this. She's like, oh, that'll be really cool. The other, the other thing on those devices, we didn't put this in the show notes, but they've also enabled, you go into the app, you can enable it to listen after you're done asking it a question. So you say, hey, Amazon device, what's the weather going to be like tomorrow? And of course, she'll pop in and tell you the weather. For five seconds, it'll the blue ring will continue to spin, and you can ask another question without, without having to say, "Yeah, the, the wake word." Right? And what does she call that? Because I just asked her a question, um, actually, right before the show, and she said, "Hey, do you want to activate this new mode called blank mode, where I don't I respond with a sound instead of a full response to oh. things?" Have you heard about that? No, I haven't. I haven't I heard, heard that one. Honestly, it was right before the show, and I was walking away from her, and I didn't hear what she said. I said. Sure, it, but uh, so we'll have to Google that and see what it is. But it's that same sort of concept where she's trying to shorten the amount of time that you have a conversation with her by only responding with a responsive sound. So if you say something like "turn off a light," and she acknowledges that instead of saying "okay," she just like plays a sound and it's done. It's no longer a long drawn out process. Mm -hmm. Follow up mode. There we go. Follow Thank up you. mode. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you can, you can go back in there, you can enable um, that option and train it for your voice as Amazon well. Just come out because yeah. this was the first, we use this feature every day and she just responded tonight with that response for the first time, or it might be a slow rollout because I'd never heard that before. Um, Gavin says in the chat room, you missed the next house hint and only heard the nest. So no, I know we're moving. Like uh, we've talked about this many <laughs> you times. You missed now. the main point of this conversation, Jim. <laughs> 
<laughs> you heard Nest and got distracted. I, just, I did. I'm like, yeah, anything. I'll do anything. You know, Gavin, Jim's been, I've heard Jim talk about moving for like the last two years and he, I, he hasn't moved. So. I'm dragging. I'm dragging my feet. I still don't know if it's actually happening. I'm dragging. Well, I, I said the other day, I said, when you're ready, just pick the house and there we'll make go. this thing happen. Come so, on, West by us. Then we could be neighbors. So that'd be great. It's like that's a far, it's a long way back to Gallup. That's the only problem. Is, is it that much that, further than where you are right now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 15 minutes right now, so yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. But um, it's uh, it was really cool. So tonight I tried that out on the on the device where I asked it a question, and then you just keep asking it questions, so you don't have to re-enable. You don't have to use the wake word um, all the time. So getting smarter. Some interesting things coming up with Amazon. If you haven't checked out the app, you might want to go back and can you, uh, try can you do skills. multiple things like so for adding things to a list? The thing Hannah and I struggle with is we're making a grocery list and she wants to tell her like five different items in a row. Can I don't do think you can yet? do it in a row. I think you would say add cat litter to the list. And add she would say, I've litter. added cat litter. Okay. And then you would say add, you know, add paper to the list, add and milk maybe that's to the Follow up mode comes in where she'll I'll say add cat litter, dunk. Add blank mm. and she won't yes. say yes. I've added it to the list, and she'll just follow up with a sound. I'm guessing that's where that comes into play. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine. Tony says in chat room, "You don't realize how much crap you have until you move." I know. So I have started looking at some of the stuff, and I'm like, "Oh, we got to get rid of a lot of stuff before we go." You just collect junk. Just the tech stuff alone is ridiculous. Yeah, I started just, selling it. It's great. Oh, just, just I know. I just I'm not good at selling stuff. I need to get better. Um, I need to get better at that for sure. We um, let's hold uh, you and I are both going to make a move uh, for our backups, yeah. uh, but let's hold that to next week because okay. we're running short on time. We got some other things I want to talk about, um, and then we'll go into some crypto conversation. So if you're gonna come on next week, Mike and I are kind of making some shifts and some moves in our backup. Uh, some of it for me has to go with the moral the moral data guys we're on, and um, I'm gonna make a shift with those and that's guys. Where mine so started as well. So yeah. it all started from the conversation. Yeah. So we'll, we'll cover that next week. Mike, uh, la last week, uh, spent the week in, in, uh, Seattle, which is always great. Dave McCabe, tons of fun hanging out with him. Uh, a, a good time. There's nothing like being on the Microsoft campus to make a magical week. They're just, they have, you know, God, they just make it so great for us. They do so many great things. The summit is awesome. You get, you get, you get great, uh, lots of great learning. One of the one of the things I learned last week, so there's been a lot of discussions around uh, S mode in Windows. We talked a little bit about that two weeks ago when Rich was on. At the time, uh, Microsoft, if you bought a Windows PC and it was in S mode, right? That's that locked down. You can only use apps that are out of the store. It's not very functional, to be honest. You can't get Chrome browser on there. You know, talk about issues there, right? <laughs> See, Microsoft and Chrome, right? Yep. There, there you go, right? Um, although there's for different reasons, uh, during the summit, uh, in a typically I've always said, they always say at Microsoft, they always say, okay, what we're about to tell you is NDA. You can't tell anybody until really, yeah, they'll say you that all the time. You didn't sign anything, did you? Oh yeah. I've signed NDA agreements with them. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Never mind. So they say that, but no, no, no. <laughs> but most of the time it's not true. Like most of the time <laughs> they're just telling point. us public yeah. stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. And, you, and, and I've walked away from some of those things going like. Uh, I could have just got all this online. You know, they'll have a team come in and talk to us and it's all public information anyways. They actually told us something that's NDA. What's really cool is it's already been released, so I can tell you guys. So many of you have read this already, but if you are if you do buy a PC in the future and it's Windows 10 and S mode, you can upgrade to Pro 
no matter what, right now, any version for free, which is which is pretty cool. Wow, they were hinting huge. that was going to be a fifty dollar upgrade. Pro, not just home. To pro, yeah, no, to pro, free, uh, any version. So, actually, Windows Ten S is Windows Ten Pro. It's just Windows Ten Pro in S mode, and then okay. you're basically flipping a switch in the registry. And it's enabling everything, you know, now you can install apps on it and you can do what what typically most of us do today. So right. why this matters for, for those folks that are listening today, because chances are somebody in your family is going to buy a PC and they're going to buy it. It's going to be cheap and it's going to be an S mode and you're going to want to upgrade them to pro. You probably yeah, are now. Gonna have no idea they bought an S mode. They probably will, but it oh, the very, they probably would not. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Once well, they're buying Windows PCs at the cheap end would be like, hey, it was cheap, great. Why can't I install Chrome? That'll be my first call. My first text would be like, why can't I install Chrome? Actually, that'll be the first yeah. call. No, right. And then they'll be like, oh, and you're like, okay, we need to get okay. you out of S mode. Right. Right. And upgrade to Pro. Easy Literally process? takes 30 seconds. It's super fast. Yeah. It just flips a switch and boom, right. you're in and you're on. So it, uh, <laughs> yeah, friends don't let friends buy S mode. Yes, but now they, they might because it's free, but you get pro. Yeah, you get you get pro for free if you want to move to it. Okay where that may be helpful. Pro for free. Where, yeah, and where may that may be helpful. You know, my mom doesn't know the difference between Chrome and Firefox and, and Edge. She doesn't. Right. She logs into one browser to check her email. Literally, that's all she does. I might want to put her on S mode because that will protect her. She has done. <laughs> she's downloaded viruses. And install things she shouldn't have done. And I really want to lock her down. Um, and that's a, for me, that's a perfect scenario. Now today, you can't, I can't take her from pro to S mode. That doesn't work today. That's, that's really hard to do. I would, I would there'd have to jump through some hoops to make that happen. I don't think it'll be too long before Microsoft will make that happen. So I could lock her back down yeah. in S mode, yeah. right? Again, only store apps. There's some limitations on it that way. Um, so that was pretty cool. So they they told us that like on Tuesday, I want to say, and uh, and then Throt and those guys broke that story later on. I think Wednesday or Thursday, Microsoft broke it, and it was public then at that point. And uh, so it's pretty cool. I uh, to, you know again, I am I'm always super skeptical on the. NDA stuff because I'm like, you guys, come on, you're just saying that. Like, it makes us feel important. But they actually did give us something. And I thought that was, you know, because of NDA is very difficult. (laughs) I know. No, I I hear you. Although (laughs) they did have at the end of the summit, somebody got booted because they had, they had leaked some info in the past and they were asked to leave the program. But like, woo, like you got booted. Like, that's why they're enforcing it. They're not, it's not enforcing it. That's just saying like, you're out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they might not get access to this information. They can't probably Google anyway. Wait, so true. No, there's some benefits Google. to being an MVP. There's some licensing benefits and some software that oh, I get yeah, access to. Program. Out. Yeah. <sighs> Shut off. Yeah. Sorry, you don't, you know, you don't get access to that stuff anymore. Yep. Um, they are, by the way, they are really trying to grow. We heard from Donna Sakar and they are really trying to grow the Insider program. And I'm a Windows Insider MVP, a little bit different. Anybody can sign up for the Windows Insider program. Get you access. I'm part of that. Yeah, yeah. And you can, you can oh, by the way, if you're in there, you should, you should be submitting feedback. They are really listening. We had two sessions and met a whole bunch of people that all they do is read feedback. And so if you think it's not going anywhere, you should submit feedback into the feedback hub. So if you're running Windows 10, 
you're not signed up for the insider program, do it. And if you want to submit feedback, they're watching it. It's really cool. Feedback hub's pretty powerful. They've heard from me on the Xbox because one of the biggest complaints is that on Plex, actually, th- there's this the title box. There's this tiny, tiny, uh, a pa- like probably seventy percent opacity box that has the title in it that just stays on top of whatever you're watching. And Plex is like, hey, it's you being on the insider ring on Xbox, and we can't control it. So. They've heard from me, but yes, the hub is great. And actually they do a lot of cool things. You get a lot of cool access and they're great about issuing surveys. You get to take a lot of like, okay, we issued this change. What did you think about the sound difference you heard in X, Y, and Z? So kind of a cool process. I've enjoyed it on Xbox. I don't use a Windows PC um, personally outside of work enough to use it, but for the Xbox, great program. Fantastic. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah, if you're if you're doing that and you want to give feedback oh, yeah, anyway, now though I want the benefits. Like I've, I've been I've been doing I've been well. Get in there. You, you got to do a little more than that, Mike. I know. Get some I don't. benefits. I you don't. have to have a podcast. No, I don't know. What you you have yeah. But uh, certainly cool. they're they're looking for your feedback, and so jump in the feedback hub. Um, they're also looking for your feedback uh, uh, in the office area. There's Office Insiders as well, and so if you're an Office Power user. You can so sign up insider, for that program. You're not an insider for everything, only for specific areas. Yeah, you'd sign up for Windows or Office, okay. and uh, there's some specialties in those, and you can sign up for. I think uh, eventually, someday, in the big scheme of things, the Office and Windows Insider program will be one big thing. I think that might that might be NDA that I just broke. I don't know, but it's it's. I don't think that's such a big deal. They will probably merge those two together, or at least have them work closer, just because all that stuff works. Um, so closely together today, but they are, like I said, they're definitely interested. We actually had the Skype team come in and one of their senior engineers and they're kind of their, you know, the, a person who does the same thing for Skype that I do for Gallup, which is kind of an enthusiast, you know, a community manager, right? The, I manage the enthusiasts in the market. She came in super high energy. It was awesome. Ellen is her name. She's actually on Twitter. And if you go out there and, and I think search for Ellen and Skype, uh, if you have any questions on Skype, you can tweet her. They're listening. Uh, they actually, I don't know if you've been following where Skype has been going, but for a while, it was getting a little weird at Skype. There were these squiggly lines and emojis were taken over. And it was kind of like, where are we going? And they're like, uh, we heard, like, we heard you hated that. And so um, it, it may be uh, one of those things. They heard it and then it was, they, they started pulling back. So have you noticed? Uh, have you noticed that Skype is getting um, less of those things? Well, they heard you, um, which is pretty cool. Mike, you were saying my video I, is getting a little, I think it's on your end because you've been getting fuzzy on, on Have me. I? Okay. It keeps yeah. going blurry on my end. You do. And so I'm like, okay. I don't know. Maybe we should ask you. the chat room. Has it been, has Mike been clearer or have I been clearer? Yeah, because Jim's been yeah. going blurry for me. So yeah. 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 Chris, Chris says out in the chat room that he's a Windows Insider. Awesome. Good, good deal. Get out there, get in the feedback hub, get some, get some things submitted. It's pretty cool if you want to help them out um, in, in that way. Um, so uh, one of the really cool things, Mike, too, is when I was talking to him, I said, hey, um, uh, you know, you guys have an awesome opportunity to really help podcasters. Like a lot of podcasters use Skype and we have to buy these programs called Pamela or Skype yeah. e-recorder or we jump all these hoops. You know, if you guys did that and made that available for like five bucks a month, I bet you'd get a bunch of, yeah. Yeah. yeah and, you, and it was really good quality. And uh, she said cool. to me, 
oh, enterprise ahead. users who would use something like GoToMeeting or right. uh, WebEx, and all they want to do is record a one-way interaction. Um, oh man, talk about saving enterprise users a lot of money. If I can do that in Skype, there are a lot of times where we don't even have any viewers. We just want to record the session for people. Yeah. Now Skype for business, which used to be link actually has that feature built into it. And so you're like, well, hey. for, so for our enterprise, so, uh, registered investment advisors, broker dealers have a lot of influence on what you can use and what you can't use. And Skype integration is actually still hotly debated in the BD broker dealer, um, area. So for us, it's like, still like, Oh, come on. Like really yeah. it's, it's, it's a big issue. Well, I, so I said, you know, you guys got this in Skype for Business, which is going to be turning into Teams, right? That'll be the new Teams, Skype for Teams uh, offering. She's like, yeah, I know. And this was cool. She said, um, we've also looked at Zencaster, which is if you know the podcasting really? space, right? Zencaster is one of those yeah. programs. And, and we've been looking at their features to see what we can do. Now, no promises. They didn't say they're going to develop anything. There's no future development line. They're not saying they're going to do anything. Let me, let me be really, really clear about that. But it was just a huge benefit to sit down with, with one of them and say, hey, have you guys thought about this? Because, and I'm sure they have. And then here, yeah. And they didn't think about it because sometimes you give company feedback and they're like, oh, that's great feedback. Like you can always tell like, that's great feedback. I'll write totally. that down. And you're like, and I've even done that myself. You're like, ah, then nobody's, that's going to go nowhere. But the fact that she said, oh yeah, we've been looking at, you know, we, we did a little look at Zencaster. I am like, oh, that's the right word. Right. Yeah, you know, ding, ding, ding. You have been, you the get the, head, yeah. that is yeah. what I want you to mimic features from yeah no that's the, that's the right answer so that's pretty cool uh, you know where where that comes in of course for the average user is i would love to see that just that consumer and that uh, the the business version just merge so it's really one skype and that we would get skype for teams i think there's been an announcement recently that uh next year or later in this year eventually we're going to get some functionality where you can get uh at people outside your domain to be guests on your domain through Skype, which could be cool. There's some, there's some great features there as well. Uh, and they're not part of your domain, but they can take advantage of some of those things. Uh, messaging track it for compliance reasons. That's great. So like when I was at KPMG, Skype for business was everything. We use yeah. that for all communication. Uh, but when I tried to add my buddy who was outside of the organization to, we, I mean, we were chatting about same sort of stuff. Uh, wasn't allowed. Obviously you couldn't allow them. And I can understand that now from now I've switched to a smaller company who is trying to switch to Skype for business. Again, I told you there's the broker dealer, all that regulation um, issues, but on the com compliance side of things, it's interesting because how do you track and do you have their permission to track if everyone in your organization has the ability to add a third party, even if they're another Skype for business user, what are those compliance issues? How, do you have the ability to track those conversations if you need to? Yeah. Organizations yeah. like ours need to, which surprised me, KPMG, I would have thought would have this like, okay, they're like much more restricted, but obviously not. Um, if you're in this space and in investment advisor space, much more restricted and they're actually late to the game to Skype for business. Yeah. And there's some cases where I want to start a team at Gallup on Skype, where we have some communication. We want to share some things and I want to invite some outside folks in. Hey, we want you to come in and be able yeah. to be temporarily part of this team and give you access. And then we're going to revoke it from you when we're done. 
think of outside counsel. So I'm part of a legal team and we use outside counsel all the time. We have lawyers who we trust. We use them for everything. We are day-to-day communicating with them um, at outside law firms across the country. It would be fantastic if we could integrate them into even SharePoint. So for our SharePoint, for our tasks, those sort of things, Skype for Business being a secondary uh, but yeah, integrating those sort of sources, if you can vet them and approve them through some sort of compliance process or workflow, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. And actually that works on teams. Uh, Chris is saying they allow it. They have open federation. There is some federation you can do between Skype for Business and Skype today. I can't believe we're having this business conversation, but there is federation built in between those two. So you can make those really? work. Every situation is a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can have that. And I, the last time I checked, it was audio only, though. They may have got the video working by now. So there is some of that federation that goes on. Yammer, of course, is an, is a, uh, is a, an exception as well. I can have a Yammer instance running inside my environment, invite outside full sources to it, and they don't have access to anything on the domain, just what's in the Yammer. We used Yammer that way for a long time. Eventually just made the jump to Facebook with those kinds of outside groups. A lot easier that way. You know, isn't the funny part you can call them on the phone and have an unrecorded conversation that's not tracked anywhere, but you can't have a conversation with them that could be tracked by your organization. Like, (laughs) you can, no, we want you to call them. Like, we want this to be done that way. Whereas us in legal and compliance, we're like, no, if everyone could be on this platform, that would be fantastic. We would actually love it if you would all be over here where we could track you. We could track everything. Let me tell you, text messages are the bane of compliance compartments existence. Like if you can text message your employee about something that is like, oh man, your, your chief compliance officer is like crying in a corner because, (laughs) because you are texting business stuff over text. Right. Right. Well, I still think, you know, the, the enterprise communication space is still kind of iffy in a lot of ways. We've got, we're down to a handful of players. Go to meeting and Cisco and yeah, WebEx and, and Go to Meeting are the two yeah, leaders in that pack, and they're very sure. close. Uh, Cisco just obviously having the relationship with the enterprise that uh, Go to Meeting has not. Right, but there's some great integration. I mean, if Microsoft could get this right and get Skype right, especially in the enterprise, that could be it. They're already. We're already there. They're yeah, yeah. It's just we're a matter of like, hey, look, we're already SharePoint. We use, I mean, 360. Yeah, everything right. is in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah can so, right? game changer. So, some interesting things coming. Just a great week to be away. I always appreciate you guys uh, giving me the week off and allowing me to hang out on the Microsoft campus. Uh, Mike, one more story. Crazy, awesome coffee. Of course, I was in Seattle, but on the Microsoft campus, they have these incredible coffee makers. You make it by the cup. It's got three uh, three uh, um, bins of beans. And you just pick a little touch screen. You pick what size, what kind of coffee you want. And then you're like, brew it. And it brings the beans down, grinds them, brews it. I don't know how much brew it super hot, super fast, drops it in the cup. It takes about a minute probably to get your cup of coffee, but it's fresh brewed and it is awesome. Dude, I drank about eight gallons of coffee oh, every don't day. Have any creamer or any sugar near it? They're like, you don't uh, ruin this. Do not ruin this. Sugar. I did. I like honey, and so I was putting honey in some oh, other actually, stuff. I've never tried honey in my coffee. Oh, honey, really? It's is a that coffee good? Olay. Yeah, it's super good. Yeah. Okay, that might Natural. be a new. Okay, I might try mm-hmm. it. Give it yeah. a try. Sweeten it up. It right. not like sugar. It's not that sweet. It's more of a honey flavor. It's just super good in coffee. Give that a try. So, it's um super good. 
and uh, it was just great to be on campus. So anyway, it's good to be back and appreciate you guys giving me the week off. Well, we will, Mike and I, uh, I'm going to bring the sucker in for landing. We're going to go into some post-show, just a reminder that if you want to get access, we're pretty committed, Mike and I, to giving you updates every week in the post-show on crypto. So we've kind of turned the post-show completely crypto. we got some great updates for you tonight. If you're listening live, you always get it for free. But if you want, if you can't make it live, it's just a buck, like a dollar. I spend more, I spend three times more of that on my coffee. Right. Over, head over to the Patreon page, the average guy, uh, let's see, the average guy.tv slash Patreon, I think it's you there, or patreon.com slash the average guy, something like that. There's a link on my front page at the average guy.tv. You can, uh, or I think actually the easiest way is the average guy.tv slash support. That's probably the easiest way to get it done. Head over there, sign up. I have a special offer just for folks to get the post show. One buck gets you, I think. No, maybe I don't. One buck gets you. I I swear I had brain damage this week. I think I drank too much coffee. Too much coffee. Was, at the, uh, uh, too much. So. I can't too remember. Too much good squat. Seattle coffee. That'll do it to you. Seattle coffee is the best. Super good. Seattle's best. Super, yeah. Which is owned by Starbucks. It's all Starbucks at the end of the day. One bucks, <laughs> one buck gets you in. One buck a month. Uh, we have a whole bunch of shows out there, as well as I do have. If you want to join us on the burst mining, I do. I am the faucet for you, so you can sign up, get in there, send me a note. I'll send you some free burst coin to get you started. Um, I have a site for that called. Uh, let's see, what is it called? Burstfaucet.online. If you want to head over there as well, it's just a Facebook group, actually. That did, really? That did I tell you that? Yeah. No, Burst I did not know Fawcett. you had your own domain for it. I did. I, I bought it. It was four ninety nine on Hover. Well, I'll which donate. Was pretty to cool. It. I'll donate some Burst to it if you need. Uh, well, okay, great. I've thank you for doing that. We're yeah. we're good. I've only had one person take me up on this, okay, so well, it's I'm not like saying, it's forming out. Well, yeah. I will. I will be a co-venture okay. for you in that. Cool. I love supporting people who get into it. So, and get involved, yeah. Burstfaucet.online. That's the site. Burst to it. And uh, we will give away, we'll give you your first three, is what is kind of what you need. You need two, but if you need one, if you make a mistake. So if you join the wrong pool or something like that, I give you three. Hey, let me know. I'll walk you through it. I'll get you started if you want to do burst with us. We're going to talk a bunch about that here in the post show. Head over there and get that done on Patreon. You can also contact me, Jim, at TheAverageGuy.tv. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Jay Collison. Don't forget, join the Facebook group, Facebook, Facebook.com slash group slash TheAverageGuy is the way to get in there. We want to thank uh, Maple Grove Partners, of course, for their sponsorship of the TheAverageGuy.tv platform, both web and media hosting. Powered by them, get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. That's Christian. I haven't seen Christian three or four weeks, man. They are crushing him. Uh, at Amazon, but uh, he is keeping Maple Grove Partners up and running and doing a great job. If you want to get information, plans start as little as $10, maplegrovepartners.com. Don't forget, you can listen to the program as well. I Android and iPhone app, they're absolutely free. You can just download them, just search for home or just go to homegadgetgeeks.com actually and click on the links. Those will head you over to the store. You can download those apps there and uh, we thank LastPass for their sponsorship. Of that, they have been great partners to us, and we always appreciate them doing it. If you want to get a Home Gadget Geeks t-shirt, that's available for you. Still, <laughs> we haven't taken them down. I said I was going to, but we didn't take them down. The TheAverageGuy.tv slash shirt gets you there as well. And then the newsletter will get back up and running. Uh, now that I'm back, head out to the TheAverageGuy.tv slash newsletter and get signed up for it. There's 70 or so of you who have do- who have done that, and uh, we appreciate you're getting signed up. Uh, I always send out what's coming up. We are live 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. We'll be back next Thursday. Show just like this one. Mike and I will have some new stuff. We'll talk a little bit about our backup changes 
coming up in the next show. With that, we'll say goodnight, everybody. <laughs>